awesome date, December 20th, 2010. Awesome topic, an endless frontier of tits. This is the awesome cast. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Hey folks, and welcome to the awesome cast. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. I'm Lee. And I'm Basil. And that's us. Oh, now I get to run now the show. Now you get to run the show. I only wanted to say Endless Frontier of Tits. After that, I was really done. But you always oh, make okay. me do that part, too, so I did Well, it. that's true. You're going to do start the, it. Start it. you yeah. got to do the whole start. Bloody. Yeah, we go whole hog here. Or whole tits. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Most talent. Indeed. Am I going to have to want to say there's more to this game than tits? No, <laughs> because there is no more to this game. <laughs> no, look. The game in question has juggling and jiggling. That's all you need to know about it. I'll have more to say on that later. <laughs> and thankfully, apparently, it's that's worth hours of entertainment, or probably close to thirty minutes. But you shut the fuck up. No, no, there are jokes. I'm sorry. There is an endless frontier of dead jokes made in this game. Just like, and it's beyond the the like. The, you're right. If it was just that, oh look, all the characters jiggle all the time. You're right. That's good for an hour, two hours, three hours of masturbation tops a day. But the fact that it's got so many jokes, but are you a were-cow? Yes. Were-cow, Basil. I'm done. Okay, Boom. okay. Look. All right. That's great. That's good. Main segment. But hi, folks. We are the Awesome Cast. We are. The podcast for everything awesome. And tonight, we're all perverts. That's right. Yay! The, the other yes! Thing, the other um, intro line was going to be um, sexist podcast ever. Ah. Sexist. Most sexist. Yeah, most sexist podcast ever. Yeah. Well, the we can only matters, try. So it's really hard to, to not be, but... <laughs> yeah. I uh, so, yeah. Well, we'll get into that in the main subject. <laughs> and of course, as always, there is the website awesomecast.com. Please leave us comments in the comments section. Neil's very good about it, but the rest of y'all can learn a lesson. Neil from Neil. From Neil in comments. Neil, you're my hero. Except Several you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Cleveland leaves comments, but everyone else needs to start leaving comments too. Is that Sevian's real name? Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My There's... name is Cleveland Brown, and I am proud to... Oh, sorry. <laughs> there is also the email, awesomecast at gmail.com. There's also a voicemail, but no one ever calls, but it's still there. I call and prank, but they don't get on the show because I'm technically a member. You do not call and prank. You've that called is a and, lie. You've called and pranked before. You've okay. done it, like, once. Twice. Twice. Twice, really? Yes. Well, you should do it a third time. Maybe it'll get on just because I'm bored. Okay, I'll do it a third time. Is the number on the site? Yeah, the number is on the site. Excellent. I'll oh. do it next time. Alright, so, I guess this means, uh, first off, happy holidays, as by the time the next podcast goes up, it's going to be Christmas next year. This is the last, last podcast for the 2010 it's the most podcast is time. So this is a we had to get a you know a very did, uh, special happy, podcast. Even though it's yeah, uh, jingle bells. After this, uh, the date we're recording this is the last night of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah, everybody! Happy Hanukkah, Barry. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, Barry, and all you other Jews. I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, that's t- <laughs> <laughs> please give me a look. <laughs> like as soon as I said that, Lisa. Oh, like, Eric. Oh. Like, that most racist podcast. Racist podcast. Ever. Now, what's the, we're working on? Before it. we go into any other thing, I did have a customer come in the other day. Yeah, yep. and, and he's buying this. He's buying a Wii game, and he asks for how much a Wii controller is. I'm like, it's forty bucks. He goes, ah, oh, that's too much money. Well, I guess I'll have to shop the black man's way. Late at night and in your house. I got, like that. I don't know, man. That's just so it's terrible. Like, that is terrible. I was like, wow, I am. I sort of, I, I sort of stared at him because I was so stunned that somebody <laughs> said this to me. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I guess that was out of line. I am sorry. Did he really say that? Oh, so he, but see, I've never heard this part before that he apologized. Was he? Did he, he sound at all sorry? No, he did. He, did. he said okay. obviously like, "Oh, I was. You're not cool. You're not down. You're with not the part of made. the racist class." I guess I'll go. He's also really, really, really gravel. Like he was obvious. Like he's been spoken for like, his whole life and very southern. Mm-hmm. In his demeanor, we'll say. Not in the good way. Oh. Not in the good mint julep kind so of way. So there we go. Are now. you saying there's a problem with a southern American man? There are I many am, problems with Southern American I am man. thoroughly dixified, and I'm not racist. Well. Except for, for Micronauts. Fucking Micronauts. Terrible drivers. Well, you know, there's good and there's bad Southerners. but that's, Just like uh, there's good and bad Northerners. Yeah, yeah well, there's no good Micronauts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take your uh, word. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> Why not? That's right. 
see Micronauts, we're coming for you. The most Micronaut hating podcast ever. That's right. I only vaguely know what the hell Micronauts are. Uh, I have no clue what What are Micronauts? A toy line. Micronauts are dicks. That's what they are. It's a toy line. Some of them are ripped from anime and manga, but whatever. Um, Is that like how Marvel Comics put in uh, Combatler V and other things in their Shogun? It's not unlike the Shogun Warriors, yes. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so uh, with that aside, rambling aside, I think it's time for the moment... Of Kevin's voice? It's a moment of awesome. Indeed. Wait, I was yeah. supposed to say that. So, um, yeah. He just rolled with it. It would have been awesome. Like, it been I don't know, this is like, what, like three days the last well, one we I recorded? Uh, exactly. Like four days. Out. Scarf it out. It's like four days. So yeah. You have to at least have something new. I have no good awesome. The closest thing to awesome is I discovered after like... 50 hours, Smallville gets good. Uh, Wait, you already <laughs> did Super Robot Wars L? Yes. Smallville doesn't get good. Smallville gets... First off, if you want, have to watch 50 hours or something before it gets good. It's <laughs> I might as well, well like, sit through Gaga Gar for like, that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you're, no, they're not starting this mm-hmm. fucking fight. You <laughs> and Kevin and Lee will be here all night on this, and I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay, think... okay. I could play Final Fantasy thirteen for that. That was the that was the better one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yes, I just I had an I've had an op- opportunity to watch it. My uncle tells me it gets really awesome. Like later in the show, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And really, after about fifty, sixty hours of it, it does start to get good. I can't say it really qualifies as the moment of awesome. That's just what I got. My last moment of awesome is still pretty fresh. Well, <laughs> I've got. Uh... Well, Human Target was pretty badass. We just all watched an episode of Human Target while we were uh, waiting to start the True. podcast. True. That was pretty I awesome. I had never seen that before. That was really, really cool. That was pretty awesome. Um, I need to see more of it before I could really confirm it as a yeah, true, you know. To really get the feel of what they do as an episode, as, episodic yeah, nature. Episodic nature, yeah. But it was pretty cool. Uh, what else has been awesome this week? Um, my schedule's awesome this week. I work the exact right hours. Uh our awesome, cost, uh, our awesome anime Christmas party is coming up, uh, which you guys can't go to. Yinner, yinner. Except for the ones of you who are listening that can go to, I guess. Like, uh, Probably most of our regular listeners. I need to find out about that after we're over. It's December 17th. Ah. Okay. At Michael Masters. Ah. But I won't give their address away on, on the internet. Yeah, oh, but now come any, on. Now anyone locally who knows who they are. Who they are. Yeah, if they, you know, they so, might just have people. So, awesome out. bites. Awesome bites. Track if you're us free. down. Yeah. Actually, don't. Get actually, the, actually, don't do that. Yeah, stay the fuck away. <laughs> stay the fuck away from us. Uh, Epic Mickey came out a few days ago. And yeah. From, Anybody uh, actually played that? Uh, I've actually sat down with um, it for like five minutes um, on not my copy. And it was... Uh, it really, like, you know, uh, nobody actually described this. Or do we call her, do we call her Douglas on this? What do we call her? I don't really care. Okay, nobody actually described this uh, best when uh, they were telling me, um, look, Epic Mickey is like, someone was like, Man, you remember when Kingdom Hearts was fun and, like, everything? Because it had all this awesome Disney shit and they made it epic? Let's, like, do that again and fuck this square shit. And, like, like it really does kind of play like that. Like, it takes it back to the platforming. Like, the platforming is very similar to Kingdom Hearts 1, but with the camera that works. Nice. Like, it's oh, like, God. Yeah, it's like Kingdom Hearts 1 platforming with level design designed for more for platforming and a camera that actually functions. <laughs> That could be pretty sweet. What about the... I haven't heard about... I heard that the darker nature was toned down. Did they... Is that... I only played for like five... Like, it was I, it was literally like five, ten minutes. Hmm. And uh, I didn't really see anything that dark. Um, it certainly does not seem to live up to its uh, cover. Let me put it that way. Like, I love that art of the cover. I'd kill for... There's like a poster without the text or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just the art would be really cool. And, um... So that's pretty rocking and pretty badass. Um, I'm all for uh, awesome Disney platformers. Some of my favorite platforming memories come from uh, playing with Mickey Mouse. DuckTales. 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 What about what about that one where you're Mickey and you like get turbines and fireman? Yeah, stuff? that was uh, Mickey's Magical Quest. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. Um, let's see, X Men Live Arcade got uh, dated and priced like uh, the X Men version of the, of the uh, old arcade, the Xbox Live version of the old X Men arcade beat 'em up. They're they finally putting that out on something. It's about fucking time. I wanted that on the NES, damn it. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but, but um, I've been waiting to play that shit for a long time. Like mm-hmm. the, the majority of my quarters in arcades were spent playing Street Fighter Two, who 
uh, X Men the arcade game mm-hmm. and the Simpsons, and the Simpsons. Arcade, arcade game and. Uh, Man, I'll even play Dazzler if I have to. Just let me play the fucking game. Just let me play. Yeah, it's got Dazzler. Yeah. That's what's actually really funny about the game is it's got all these X-Men that, like, don't really exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dazzler was awesome. I don't Dazzler was say, awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's cool, but the version of Dazzler... Like, no one who reads comic books now that didn't read comic books when that game came out would recognize that character as anything. Mm-hmm. Like, just be like, what? Is that, like, white, tall Jubilee? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what that is? Speaking of things that are hurting downloads, I wasn't expecting that's already out as a... Cave Stories, I'll hit DSI. Yes, I yes. have downloaded it again. Well, how is it? It's Cave Story again. Um, <laughs> some of the things that were unlocked automatically on the Wii version, you have to, on the WiiWare version, you seem to have to unlock now. But it seems to, from, I haven't played the whole game all the way through, but everything seems to be there. I don't know if there's an, if you can unlock the Curly mode like you could in the other one where you get to play as Curly. That's called adding content. But when you lock stuff that was locked in, when you lock stuff that was locked in the previous version... Content added. Well, I don't know if they just didn't have room for it, because I imagine you have a lot more room on a DSiWare. I mean, on a WiiWare than a DSi. That's a pretty small game, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's not It's not, It's not. not hella complex, but... It, dear Nintendo, please let stop making me buy the same games over and over again. I have bought Zelda 14 times. I will do it again. Oh, man, I can't wait for the Mario collection to come out. Oh, yes. The Nintendo's like, hey, Basil, I need 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, okay. it's the best fucking... That's the best description of that Super Mario Ultimate collection is Nintendo going to every Mario fan and going, I'm really strapped. The DS just isn't selling like it used to. Can I have 30 bucks? And sure, Nintendo. It's just Super Mario right. All-Stars again. Again! On the Wii! On the Wii! It's like the fucking... It's, you know, I still know, have it on this. You system. get a soundtrack CD and a history booklet with Miyamoto's original sketches. Oh, right. ooh. ooh! Well, okay, that's kind of cool. But like, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that Nintendo, please stop making. I mean, I you know what the I sad part is? We'll buy it. Yeah. You know what the sad part is that, and it's the best-selling game in Japan. Well, last I checked, it was about a month ago. But last I checked, it was like. And the, and the saddest thing to me is that I'll buy it. Is like every time they release the original <laughs> Legend of Zelda game, I have paid the money for it. There is not an iteration of the original Legend of Zelda that was available for me to purchase that I have not said okay. Just like with Basil and the, and the Mario game, where every time Mario's come up to buy, yeah. it's like apparently me and Fantasy Star Four. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have four copies of Final Fantasy One. Yes, yeah, yeah. there's just certain games that ever that that you will just every time they put them out, you'll go. Really? Again? One As more Persona title. Yes. Your one more Persona title. One more Super Robot Wars title. Even though it's a remake of another one, I already have. You will. Yeah. You will. Oh man, DJ Max for me. Like, like I have bought the U.S. version of DJ Max has been re-released like three different times, like in different versions. Like it is itself just with DJ Max one and two, and I bought it for DJ Max America, and then I bought DJ Max X Hot Fever, which turned out to be the Japanese release of DJ Max, the American version. <laughs> like, and I wasn't that bad. I was just like, oh, it's got a nicer box art. <laughs> I could replace it. Yeah, one. I could replace it and put it on the shelf. <laughs> anyway. Some games will just buy over and over, I guess. Uh, did I mention rooting my droid the last time I was on? That's pretty badass. I think you did. Awesome. If well, not, he rooted not, his droid. I my droid. <laughs> yeah. It makes my phone like a million times more awesome. Like, it makes my phone overclocked and have better battery life. Wow. Because, like, I can overclock it, but also set it to underclock itself every time the screen turns off. So it actually uses, when it's in sleep mode, it uses less mem- uh, power. If I had a droid, I would do the same thing. And that is about yeah. it. Yeah. Anybody else got any, uh, Well, if I could speak. I, no. I got one after oh, that. Oh, Lee's got Lee, Okay, mine is a very old game, what, like 2003, four called uh, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter? Last, last Breath of Fire game? <laughs> I introduced you to it. Yes, okay. I owe Kevin for this one. But most people will hate it, and I have hated it, because it's hard as fuck. Sorry, most people will hate it. Most game. people hate it. The, they do. Well, well, they do. That's a hell of a... I'm just saying. It's That's a hell of an endorsement. It's endorsement, but it's so funny. Oh, I love this game, too, and I agree. Most people hate it. See, I was going to hate it. I played the first hour, and I'm like, this is shit. And I played the second hour, and I was like, oh. Yeah, you really got to push through. The, the, yeah, the, the thing is, is you're... Is, you're pretty much trapped in an underground world and you're trying to get to the surface and it's a RPG that pretty much is ball grindingly hard but if you play it and learn to work the system it actually gets really really fun it's an RPG that um, doesn't that kind of got the idea was a survival horror game and a roguelike at the same time yes so <laughs> if you're like me and like play, I liked playing Sheeran the Wanderer because it busted my balls and I eventually beat it and I felt like a million bucks 
So this is one of those kind of games that I could see Eric shaking his head over there because yes, uh, this is a this, yeah, it's a game that you definitely feel like you've accomplished something when you beat it. But uh, I, I should I save my other moment for next time or no? I just go for it. What Bust moment? It out. My other moment is Deadly Premonition, which is a game Basil bought for Suze. And oh, that crap! Don't, fest. Don't, don't don't you know? Take Suze's words too harshly. I I think she's derived some pleasure from mocking it. A lot of pleasure, actually. It's pretty much a budget horror title. It's actually really good, even though it sucks a lot. <laughs> it it has, sucks, it but has it's great. Sucky voice acting. It has a convoluted plot. It has a main character who's insane, and I love him for it. He's like the twisted, most twisted guy. He like. He start, you, the first thing you hear out of his mouth is you hear him talking about two people's relationship and how and how it's perfectly natural and that one of them victimizes the other because that's what the other one wants. It turns out he's talking about the Tom and Der- Jerry show. And that's kind of awesome. awesome. Yeah, so he's a crazy motherfucker and the game's really budget and has great... It, it's a mix between a, a detective investigation, Silent Hill, and a sandbox overworld. So and it actually has a really neat... It has a really neat story to it. So why why is Suze mocking it? Then? Because it looks like it was made on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Most of the voice acting sounds like you paid a hobo off the street to say lines. And she is very picky about her survival horror. And when your enemies are people that look like insane clown posse fans bent over backwards moaning, Don't want to die! She, like, laughs at the game <laughs> a lot. Well, as long as you're entertained. <laughs> yes, we are very entertained with that game, and it is a wonderful piece of shit. On the plus side, if anybody out there sounds like they want it, it's probably really, really, it's really cheap. cheap. It's like yeah. twenty bucks now. It released for twenty bucks. It released. Then for it's 20 like bucks. ten bucks now. It's like I don't 10 know. Ten bucks now. By this point, they're probably giving it away, crying at games. But I love it. I love it, and that's my moment of awesome. That's not unlike uh, the appeal of the game we were going to discuss. <laughs> Well, I won't say that one is a little bit more polished. Than <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give you that. I also have a different, you know, parallel actually to that game. <coughs> but that's when we get to it. Oh yeah, you gotta, right. you have to talk. So yes. talk, talk. Your moment. First, I must cough. Cough, then talk. Talk. Cough. Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. Oh, I'm playing the new Golden Sun. Boy, I sure hope you guys like Golden Sun. It sure is Golden, Golden Sun. <laughs> it, it's a simple. RPG with awesome puzzles and lots and lots and lots of chatter. Chatter is in. Then, uh, they're talking again. Yeah, they, they they talk a lot. Ah, is it they interesting? Talk. Is it character based? Is it? It's character based. It's it's one of those things where they probably could have cut half the talking out and you would have noticed. Mm. But they left it in. But you know what? I play Metal Gear games. I don't care. Ah. <laughs> and you can put up is, with Metal Gear. You can put up with anything. And the fact is, if you played the previous Golden Suns and you didn't notice it then, you're not going to notice it now. Mm. I mean, it's as much talking, and also does a little emoticon thing, so they have the happier, angry, or sad faces, you know, whatever, to express emotion. As long as those don't take, like, seconds to load each time. No, no, they, they, they mom pop up while they're talking. Awesome, Like, awesome. it just happens at the same time, and, you know, this time you actually get to choose your emotions and how you respond to things. It's so it doesn't actually, like it. actually change the plot, but just something to add in there as a, as a flavor. Just for the record, I'm pissed at this part of the game. Like, and what's even crazier is that not only is it full of chatter... But whenever it comes across, say, like, a name or a term, you can hit a button, and it'll pop up an encyclopedia thing in the top screen about it. That's nice. So it's chattery with encyclopedia entries. Oh, so if you need to know the history of the shiny golden monkey rectum you just found in the ancient ruin, it'll yes, tell yes, you. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Or if you don't give a monkey's rectum about it, you just don't read about it. Exactly. It's, it's, they're like, well, we know he gave you a lot of text, but you know what? Just in case you wanted more text, here it is. Just, just. Sounds like I won't be disappointed with this game, uh, which I, I'm sure I'll eventually get it. Like, its only downside uh, is that it's super easy. And you have to know how to read. It's yes, true. I did have a guy who asked me once for what games here don't require much reading. I've been Was that for his kid, though? No, it was for him. And I said <laughs> Professor Layton in the Curious <laughs> Bisexual Man. Because fuck him for not being able to read. Because I'm a bastard, <laughs> yes. Oh, he knows he needs two matchsticks. Yes. <laughs> The Curious Case of Professor Layton and His Pedophilic Love Interests. Professor Layton and the No Girls Allowed Club. Yeah, Professor Layton and Grass on the Field means play ball. So, yes, now that we've shot down Nintendo's newest icon. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck you, <laughs> Hey, he's getting a, he's doing a tag team with 
Phoenix Wright. Right, so it's okay. He's, he's all right with me. They can point their fingers at each other in suggestive ways. That's Kinky. Right. <laughs> like him and his sidekick do all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait, Luke. They can trade sidekicks. Your love is eternal. It's true. <laughs> but, speaking of love being eternal, we'll be or back. endless. Uh, y- y- we'll be right back. Ass, titties, ass and titties, ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties, big booty bitches that's wearing guests, come on home, let's go to the easy rest, when I see ass, titties, ass and titties, ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties, big booty bitches that's wearing guests, come on home, let's go to the easy rest, when I see ass. back with a special guest out of nowhere hey hey uh this is a... <laughs> sorry go ahead uh this is a uh, gerald rathgold from anime world order coming in on very short notice yes in fact after we recorded just the previous segment i was looking online went okay gerald's on i'll get gerald and so here he is here we are and so we're talking about an rpg that you probably going to be really hard to actually find, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Let me just try to find the sequel. <laughs> hmm. That's even harder. Bring the sequel over here. I found it. Well, you, well, you found the regular copy of the game. Your, your internet pirating does not count. No, I have a real copy of the game. That's true. The first one. Which we're talking about, uh, Kevin, you can say long titles much better than I can. Uh, Super Robot Wars, Original Generation, Gaiden, Endless Frontier. Pity. <laughs> Titties are not in the title. That's They're the in the game. They should be in the title. There's no way that this game does not have titties in the title. So, yeah. It's, a... it's an RPG. It's about two things. Juggling and jiggling. Uh, it's an RPG. He's been waiting this whole week to say that. <laughs> yes, he has. You sat down and thought that up before this podcast. And we're like, juggling and jiggling. I think we thought that up this. last time when we didn't actually do this podcast. I think we were thinking about that in finals. I I've been thinking about this since finals. I first played the game months ago. Yeah, yeah, now, sure. I have a question for everybody here. Sure. What the hell is this game about? And I and this is coming from someone who is actively playing this game. <laughs> okay, may I field this question? Go for it, Lee. It's oh, pretty, much, pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much Bandai Namco going up to the people who did the Xenosaga game and saying, "We got a fuckload of characters. We want to make a fuckload of new characters based on these old characters, and we want a lot of tits jiggling and." bunch of universes together, and it doesn't have to make a whole lot of sense. Just have an awesome battle system, and a lot of girls, it'll be hot, and let's do this thing. Okay, bam. So so you admit that the storyline makes no sense. The storyline makes less sense than Xenogears in Japanese where I can't read anything. Yeah, I, I have it no clue it has a story. what's going on in this game like this most of the time. It does have a story. The game is a date sim. The, the like, sad part, though, it is not a date sim. <laughs> I wish it was. I would have. I would have. I would have remembered that. I'm pretty sure. It actually does have a story, and it's actually relevant to the second Super Robot Wars original generation game. But unfortunately, most people don't know what that is. Kevin, you know, yes. even, you even, the, even the translators didn't even know what yeah, that is. The translators, in fact, screwed they up missed, those references. They missed. There was a female character from an earlier game that their company translated, but not the same team. And her name was Lemon, and they re- they uh, called her Raymond in this game because they had no gender context and didn't realize it was from an earlier game. So it only makes sense if, in fact, you're a total nerd who was playing this game in Japanese before it came out in the U.S. Yeah, you'd have to be an ultra nerd, nerd, nerd. Well, the thing is, is that I mean, Super Robot Wars games are already made for crazy robot nerds anyway. Yes, I mean, Indeed. this game is even like more so. Even more so. And it has all these references. All the little mecha that show up are like repaints of their original mecha from their original games, which are also very obscure. Yep. So. I mean, there actually is a plot. Oh, I mean, yes. what... I, I don't deny that there's a plot at all. It just makes no fucking sense. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, just, it's, no. just, it's just a string together mess that pretty much exists to move you well, from point A and point B. Because the Endless Frontier, the setting itself, is a mess. It's a bunch of different colliding realities of different types of worlds that just are dumping stuff no, at I'm random. I'm sure that in order to understand the plot, you have to be like a uh, a nine-year-old boy. 
because, like, they can decipher the plot of, like, Dragon Ball Z, and no one can. Yeah. Well, you know what the funny thing is? A lot of their inspiration for, like, locales and stuff actually came from fairy tales, so that almost makes sense. Yeah, the, well, the one world was entirely like Alice in Wonderland, basically, so. Yep, and, uh... And that android, her name is Ashen Brodel, am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, Ashen Brodel. It's actually the name of, uh, it's, what, Cinderella? It's Cinderella it's in German. It's Cinderella yeah. in German. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a robot with latex green stuff that comes off when she does. Oh, that's awesome. Have, have, we, um, uh, have we gone yeah. over the basics of the game, though? We well, haven't. We kind we, of we just right started, in and got way too far. Let's, go, let's, it's, it's, a game, it's a game for the DS, I guess. Yes. yes. I guess the idea is that it's... It's meant to be a side story to Super Robot Wars OG. It doesn't even it doesn't even work really work as that because most of the you know, there's some references and there are some tie-ins, but they really don't make. I don't know. Kevin would have to tell me if if he really thinks they make a whole lot of sense. They they reference it, but I don't think it actually. It kind of goes oh. Oh, he made a joke. Oh, she said a line that this one guy said. They do it's make a couple obscure. odd references. A lot of it's in the untranslated Japanese battle chatter. Yeah, yeah uh, I noticed that too. There's some really funny chatter that goes on that that if it's not translated. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't want them to voice act it, but I would at least like some sort of subtitles or something. Probably because yeah. there were no subtitles there in the Japanese version. It was way too hard to work them in. I don't care. Damn it! I, there's talking going on. I want to. I want to hear what's being said. So yeah. I guess let's let's go over some of the basics. Where's this game yeah. set? I guess the, the game is set in just kind of this oh, alternate universes. That they yeah. call the Endless Frontier. Yeah. And starring, uh, it looks like a cowboy dude named Hacken Browning, who's got this awesome gun. Um, and, and he's got la- a. And for the ladies out there, he is voiced by Nobuyuki Hiyama, Master, Ooh, yeah. master Screamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's got an android sidekick that makes snarky comments unless she overheats, and then she makes goofy, giggly comments. She turns Boa when she overpowers herself. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about Ashen now. I was about to say, are we talking about KOTOR, or are we talking about Endless Frontier? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a uh, but it's, cowboy uh, and Jedi dude. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I'll give you that's fair enough. It is a uh, multiple parallel universes. Each one kind of one's kind of sci-fi. One's kind of fairy tale land. One's kind of ancient Japan world. One's uh, one the Wild is, West, like the main yeah. one, I guess. It's like the over, the over industrialized technological construct. Uh, the, or yeah. how how those lame ass people at conventions would call maybe steampunk. Oh ho! Perhaps I just like to avoid. You the got term. a problem with steampunk? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't fucking like steampunk. I don't know if I'd really call them steampunk, but yeah. I think steampunk people might call it steampunk. Probably. But because well, I don't, I'm not unbelievably lame like that, even though I consider myself uh-huh. lame, I wouldn't call it steampunk. Like, I, I knew steampunk people calling Shadowrun steampunk, for God's sake. Oh, well, those people um, need to die. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what are we talking That's about? That's cyberpunk. You keep our cyberpunk. Keep oh, cyberpunk oh. and steampunk away from each other. Not even the punk part of it can talk to each other. But, uh, it's, uh... So basically, it's Kingdom Hearts. Like, there's a bunch of worlds, and you go around with a... Uh... It's like Kingdom Hearts with bigger breasts. Well, you have, well, Man, this let's, is the best idea ever. Let's address the breast issue. Why? Let's Why? address no, the we breast. We cannot finish laying down the basics of the game. Let's talk about some gameplay before we jump right into okay. the Okay, let's talk it's, about the, the battle system, actually. Like the, the battle system okay. is awesome the and battle. probably the most innovative yes. part of the whole game. Yeah. It's, it's, I actually the battle see system. this more often. Mm-hmm. It, um... Uh, did any of you guys play this game on the PS1 uh, called uh, Thousand Arms? I did. Yes. Uh, and uh, it, this battle system reminded me of that because it's entirely one-on-one. Like you, mm-hmm. you start off with a team and one on both sides, but each each battle is one-on-one. Uh, Thousand mm-hmm. Arms, I guess, kind of sucked, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thousand Arms as an overall game. I thought its battle system was a dire, dire piece of shit. Yeah. But you know. If you, you weren't, like, if you, you like the dating stuff, maybe. Yes, I yes, was I younger did. then. I needed something. Because I was disappointed there turned out to be no actual way to change what girl you. Yeah, it always ended up with that same fucking girl. <laughs> you, anyway. you give us like a mini hair, okay? I don't you know, know. Most of us had porn on the internet, guys. We didn't need to play a PS One game. Some of us didn't have computers. You shut <laughs> up. <laughs> this was my internet porn, Eric. God, I feel like the one non-nerd, and that's so weird for me because it's like you guys are talking about this game. But never but yeah, it. anyways. Back to the battle system, the way it works is when it's your turn, instead of, you know, selecting an action, 
you've got a pre-programmed little set of actions which you can switch around in their menu, and every time you push the button, they do a series of attacks that launches the enemy up in the air, and you juggle them. You try to keep them there, and if you're very lucky, you get to then, if you've got your next character in the initiative queue is one of your characters, you can even jump them into the the sequence and keep the guy in the air, hopefully until you kill them. That's and very uh, if you let them touch the ground and they're a further along enemy, then they can counter will die. Yes, it not only stop your attack cold and then counter you, it's annoying yeah. as hell. They will yeah. completely dodge everything you throw at them and then punch you in the face really hard. That's very I, important. I thought this was a really interesting and innovative um, battle system. I, I really hope, I, I mean, I don't know what Exceed does, because I don't know anything about it. It plays exactly the same. It does? Except okay. they did add in a way to stop them from doing that, where you yeah. can do that annoying thing where if they land, if they, I don't know, Kevin... Yeah, the, the main improvement is they the enemies can't force evade your attacks unless they've filled up a gauge that fills up from you beating on them. And you can occasionally execute the force evade too. It just cuts down your frontier gauge, which means less super moves for you. Yeah, as far as in both games, the more you juggle and the more you do shit, your frontier gauge gets up and you can do super moves with it for those who aren't in the know. That, that, the that is the most, cool. like, the element that I think is the most like the original Super Robot Wars because they also had amazing moves and the animation is really nice. Yes, yeah. that 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 is one of the one of the highlight one of the things I like best about it is just watching all the detail. Both sprite and the closer up animations are very they're gorgeous. Yeah, that and it also shares the the stations of or the spirit commands from Super Robot Wars, which are kind of like your air quotes magic for the game. But you can pretty much use as many of them as you care to it's before kind of you initiate of, your action. If you've never played Super Robot Wars, it takes a little getting used to the fact that you can spam magic spells, quote-unquote, until and not take it up your turn or anything. But, um... So look, the battle system is... The battle system is pretty much the biggest draw of the game if you've never heard of Super Robot Wars. And even if you have, it may still be the biggest draw of the game because the battle system... Well, okay, if you if you like the breasts, then... You know, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what's the biggest draw. It's, it's, also, um, it's also quite satisfying that, like, very, very early in the game, you can do 14,000 points of damage in, like, one, yes. <laughs> one yeah. set. It's, it's kind of similar to the battle system for Namco versus Capcom, which is not a fighting game, but a tactical RPG. A game uh, we'll never get. Which we'll never you. get in the U.S., but three of the characters, in fact, come from there. Uh, that are in Endless Frontier. I actually wonder how this game got released because this game has, um, you know, characters from Namco. So that must have have that had to have been licensed some way. Well, Bandai and Namco had a merger. Yeah, they're the same so, company now. So it's so, being released by, I guess, a different company. So by Atlas in the U.S. So yeah, I guess they did have to wrangle that somehow. Um. Well, yeah, it does. Fortunately, Monolith Soft, who made the game, they're uh, they. Have so, Xeno Saga, which is how they get Cosmos in there, because they'll put Cosmos in any damn game that people yeah, let them. Yeah, it's like if you've got a game, we've got we've, we've got, got Cosmos out on the street, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm actually not complaining because I love Cosmos, but, but it uh, also gave me a case of like I was like, okay, hey, hey now, go, we'll give you five bucks. It's five bucks more than you had before. Well, they're licensing the game from Bandai Namco in the so, first place. Namco Bandai. Uh, so someone, uh, some American guy somewhere saw some animations of, of the women in this game and convince somebody that he could sell well, it. Well, Atlas this also it, it brought out... It actually had a very yeah. good initial selling, and which is what strange to me why they haven't uh, tried to get the next one, which I would pay for. Atlas knows that they were in the mall, that they, they've been able to produce so many games, they know that so many people will buy it, because it's Atlas. And so they probably were like, okay, this is how much money we can spend on this, can we do it? They thought yes, so they probably did. I guess we're not completely out of the possibility of getting the sequel in the U.S., but it looks grim enough that I went ahead and bought the Japanese version. Which helps, because, I mean, if the storyline is anything like this storyline, then it's probably, you're not probably missing anything, because it would just confuse you. I do have to say, for the the sequel, it has one of the best RPG features I've ever seen for a Japanese-language RPG for someone who only kind of understands Japanese. It has a where-the-hell-are-we-going-now button, and it has pictures. So you can't read anything and go, oh, I've seen that big ship. I can go there now. Exactly. So that's a good point for the sequel. Good luck finding it for less than $60, but there you go. Shall we uh, move on and talk about the characters of uh, Endless Frontier, or do we have more about the battle system to go on? Well, let's see characters. There's uh, Ashen's Breasts, um, Kaguya's Breasts. 
Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Kage's butt. Kage's butt. Exactly. It's like Suzuka's hips. Story in this game. Um, I'm very I thought I played this game, and I don't remember. Yeah, actually, you got a cowboy story. who goes around collecting women of various types and ragey. Wear cow. Best. See, secretly a harem show, but. This is a, you have a very, a no, not, no, no, it is well, not a harem show because the girls aren't in love with Actually, the, for the two male characters. In fact, don't they talk about selling the guys at one point? Yeah. To a gay to cat a gay man. Cat yeah. yeah. Yes, but no, do. really, the, the male, the main male lead and the other male party member you get actually really have clearly defined love interests. But they've still got a bunch of other hot women following them around anyways. Yes, yeah, so you can't say it's harem because in harem, well, there are. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Story of my life there. But it does have a very uh, gender imbalanced RPG party where uh, you have two guys, yeah, only like two two males. Five. Yeah, so. and you get you get a uh, sword woman wearing a outfit like how many times smaller than it should be for her. But she's got an awesome sword, little rings that come out and cut things. You got two androids, am I right? You got Cosmos, Cosmos and from Zeno Saga and Ashin, who is pretty awesome. Uh, let's see, you got a little troll, no, Oni girl, not troll, Oni Oni girl. She's really 700 years old, we swear. She, she has, well, she is, but. She has hips. She has hips. Dances and operates a robot with puppet strings. That robot is awesome, Mecha with puppet strings, Uh, I should say. mm -hmm. Let's see, who else we got? Uh, I'm missing. Reiji and Xiaomu. Is that all I'm missing? Reiji is basically, uh, I don't know, a. Blackjack? At least they look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like blackjack with a sword. He's a cross between Blackjack and uh, Kyosuke Nambu from the original generation Super Robot War series. Yeah. But yeah, he has like way too many swords and way too many guns for one person to use at one time. They all have names, too. They all have names. And. And uh, Xiaomi. His sidekick. A, yeah, yeah, she's a, a Kitsune. She's a fox girl. She likes the internet and pro wrestling. She's pretty, she's pretty cool. She's got dual guns, so yes, yeah. I think that's awesome. She's just, got guns and like a sword cane. Just just uh, comboing with her guns, and then she goes to slice people up, and it's great. She also shoots like laser beams from her fingers and serves on people's thing about bodies. This game is <laughs> each character has such a diverse kind of skill set where they do all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, this guy's got a gun, and it has some sort of thrusting stake and cards that blow up and all this, and you're like, wow. Like he has an assault rifle that also has a folding like. Sword blade and a pile driver spike, and he throws exploding playing cards, and he has a revolver just to top it off, and he uses all of them in his attack sequence. Yes, it's crazy. And then it just but, becomes a matter of um, you memorizing how the move goes, and then arranging them in particular orders, and so exactly making sure yeah. you hit the button at the right time, uh, and, sequ- and realizing that. You don't have to keep hitting the button. You hit the button once, and then it's a pre-canned animation. Yeah, you know, I didn't of, get that at first. The first like three hours I played the game. Right. Yeah, and it, it became way easier once I learned that. And just about every move also has a point partway through the move where if you press the button again, you, you will bonus. cancel it, but get a bonus to your gauge for super attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, let people in from behind you too. Yes, and each spray uh, fire and shit. You can have people that you're in active reserves jump in to help. Uh, the sequel actually added an extra slot for just a character to exist purely to jump in and help. Also, was, was it just me, or did Cosmos kind of suck in this game? Uh, like she, did, she didn't really have a very good set of moves for a character, considering... Yeah, to be fair, she mostly sat in the inactive roster. Uh, I but, use her quite a bit. Later, she'll get one move that's a little bit better, but I have to agree, considering who she is and how powerful she's supposed to be, she does come off rather weak. Mm-hmm. So... Not as bad as Suzuku probably came off of, but maybe that's just me. But uh, I remember this game coming out and like some of the uh, like Super Robot Wars people saying that it wasn't a good game. And so I got it anyway because I wanted to see more Super Robot Wars stuff, but I set it aside for like months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing it and I was like, whoa, what are these guys talking about? I, I have no clue what the story's about, but that's how most Super Robot Wars games are. Yeah. You know, honestly, I just think the game just takes a, a a refuge in audacity. Just it keeps trying to think of crazier things you could possibly do. Well, also, yeah. it it came up with probably more uh more ways of the main male character insulting the female characters than almost any other game I've come across. Yes. Like, uh, how many terms for boobs did he come up with, and just in the game alone? 
There were quite a few. Not just him. I mean, uh, also uh, Ashen, his, uh, his eternal android sidekick, would, was never without a comment on one of the other women. Mm-hmm. Whether it be for having huge breasts or none at all. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the, the story's nonsensical and pretty much a clusterfuck. And the characters aren't super complex, but I like most of them. They're mostly enjoyable. This is strange. They're charmingly sociopathic sometimes. <laughs> I would actually like to see... I would be interested in seeing this turn into like maybe like a, a three-part like direct-to-video oh, thing, or maybe like a 13-episode uh, TV series or something. We can only hope. Time. We can only hope. Maybe if the original new original generation TV series does well in Japan. We can only hope. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've always actually likened this game to Final Fantasy XIII because in both games, the combat system is really fun. And based as characters, they're okay. Just the plot makes no goddamn sense. And they both have pretty graphics. And well, they have lots of fan service. Yeah. Like, XIII has really pretty graphics, and then, you know, you've got knockers. Yeah. This is probably the most fan servicey game I actually like. It's probably the most yeah. fan servicey game I've seen on the DS. Yeah, for real. True. Did that come out with an M or a T rating? I don't it remember. It was a T, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was T. Okay. okay. For tits? Yes, it was. Yeah, I did. I remember you making that joke when you gave it to me. Oh, did I? Yeah, oh. I remember. I remember that joke very specifically. Ah, well. I mean, you know, when you do an awesome, cool special attack with one of the female characters... Odds are, whatever their particular assets are, you will be getting a decent look at them. Don't, like, have we mentioned the uh, the fact that they uh, they lose bits of armor sometimes? And, uh, yeah, that Ash and her kind of her green spandexy spandex. parts of her outfit disintegrate when she goes into her super mode. Well, they are they are aware of their audience. Even yes, though, exactly. Even though a lot of people I know who like this game are women. Well, wow, they have, they have that's to awesome! Give, give in my opinion, but... I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, they, that was uh, it. Heat. That's right. You yeah. know, it's a, they give off heat. You know, I think I see a weird. I saw a weird pattern leading up to this. That the further along you go along, and Kevin will correct me if it's wrong. The further along you go in the Super Robot War series, the more jiggle they gave the female characters. And yes. This is sort of them saying, "Screw it, we're going to like crank it up all the way." Yeah, except for Ibis, but well, Ibis is Ibis, anyways. Ibis is. Even even the lollies have bigger than Ivis does. No, they're actually she just doesn't jiggle. Yeah, and it turned into a joke that she has. No I was breasts, just playing but, along. Yeah, with see, act, right, I have it, to. now we're talking about a character in a game. No one even knows what I'm talking about. But, I know, except she's for awesome. Lee, but yes, Ivis is love. You may not know what that means now, but one day you might. Hmm. Probably. Well, not. I have to appreciate a game like they didn't just want to go. You know. You know, a, a little bit with the fan service. They they went as least, far as they could and still make it a teen rating. Maybe that's why yeah, I like with... it so much because they just they just went. They knew what they wanted and they ran with it. You like this <laughs> stuff? Well, here's a fucking lot of it. They just ran with it. They they didn't care. Even the enemies. There's so many wear people in this game that are women that are part something like the mermaid captain and mm-hmm. all the other. Well, there are guys like that, too. Most of, yeah, most of your bosses are scantily clad women. Like, if you don't find your particular fetish in your main party cast... You'll find it in the villain somewhere. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all the fetishes there are, and they just put them into a... Into well, a, the few they left out, or... make it in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'd hate to see what got left out. We're talking... That's the, that's the bottom of the barrel of the fetish chain there, you know what I mean? And this is the boss wearing a diaper with a pacifier, you know? I don't Although, think you go that... Although let's be fair, it wouldn't have any value if it if it wasn't a decent game, you know. Exactly, True. it's the well, it's exactly, the yeah. it's the awesome battle system that makes you go that makes you keep coming back even though the T the TNA is is four TNA top grade for what you can do in a T rating game. Yeah. But the fact that it has a tight battle system and I think interesting characters. Yes. Maybe I, the interesting characters. And if you can decipher meet. the story, the story is probably interesting. I find the. If you can decipher the story. You're probably up on the game. Always. <laughs> the game always made the game made me laugh when I wasn't in battle and when they weren't jiggling. The game made me laugh mm-hmm. with, the, with oh. the characters and storytelling, such as it was. It's just a light little fun game that has a really yeah. It's not taking itself play. very seriously. Like it's actually kind of nice to play it. You know, I'm not a huge RPG fan. I played. Uh, Mostly action stuff, but it is just nice to sit back with a little lightweight. Yeah, you know they they know they're not writing the next great 
story in an RPG. Yeah, I think they're... episodes are not translated in next great story. That's yeah. Like a lot of these things where the Atlas guys go like, ah, I could punch that up. You know, probably not as much as we think, actually, from what I'm getting in the sec, from what I can follow in the sequel. But Atlas didn't, certainly didn't gloss anything over just to make it seem a little more acceptable, like sometimes happens. Oh, well, I, I hope we get the sequel. It would be really I'll cool. buy it again, but I, I just happened to come across it at an anime con, and I'm like, I'm buying this because it's never coming out in the U.S. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope you're wrong, too. Mm-hmm. Very much. But if you can find it and you've played the first one, the sequel is actually very easy to play. You already know what you're doing. I have a feeling with you know with DS piracy rates so high and the 3DS over the horizon, we might get it. That, that, that's probably those two reasons are probably more reasons that that it didn't sell well. It's more that there's a new hey. system coming out. So guys, think about the, this possibility: Endless Frontier three on 3DS. Wouldn't that be the best thing ever? I wouldn't even need to know chanting Japanese. I'd be like, Kevin, how do I start the game animations? Okay, I'm done. We can only hope, and hope it's not region locked. No, I think we're going to get Secret of Mana uh, 3 over this. Like, this is going to be like a, uh, unfortunately, there's a new system on the horizon. They're not going to, I don't think we're going to get too many drops, especially of this kind of little stuff. Man, Secret uh, of Mana 3 was so fucking good. That's just me, though. So, yeah, have we actually made any sense talking about this game? Yet? I don't think we have. We've made about as much sense as playing the storyline out. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is our plot of the uh, reenactment. You need to, like, just game. find some video of stuff happening and paste I'm it under sure our this image. This is a wonderful podcast to listen to while you're actually playing the, game, the fighting portions of the game. Probably. And, and, hey, me and Basil and Lee are jickling over here, so we're they all are. taking care of that yes. part. Like, and I am your flat chested dancing princess. Yeah, I don't know about Daryl. I don't think I've met him in real life, so I can't, uh, I can't say. <laughs> He's blackjack, don't worry. He's sure. Blackjack. <laughs> so, wow, we've got everything. Oh, man, he's Blackjack. I love Blackjack. Blackjack's <laughs> awesome. I dream it today. I dream one and twelve. Um, yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's totally the podcast we're doing. That's totally the podcast we're doing right now. It's uh, Blackjack, right? <laughs> you remember talking about Blackjack? It was this awesome one with, like, a guy, and uh, Pinocchio had leukemia, and then it was like, oh, shit, she's got leukemia. And then there were big bouncing titties. Actually, she did demand that Blackjack make her big titties, which was very funny. Anyway, before she died. Before I die, give me nice tits. I, just, I thought that was great. So how many awesomes out of awesome? Oh. How many boobs out of boobs? How, how many boobs, boobs out of boobs? I think any more than two is too much. Yeah, comes the man... Oh, don't even start it here, asshole. Like, comes the only one of us with real tits. Like... <laughs> Like, uh, you should, this man's girlfriend, I mean, come on, wife. is an endless frontier wife, sorry, is an endless frontier character. And listens to this podcast. And listens to this podcast. Hi, Sue, have a nice rack. Um, <laughs> Kevin's laughing. You know it's true, shut the hell up. Anyway. So. I, I give it four times that Sue's is going to beat the shit out of me. Out of Lee, don't let her listen to the end of this. <laughs> I'll make sure she doesn't. Well, considering I, do, I can't really do ratings necessarily, I'll just say I highly recommend it, and I think you, everyone should pick it up, because it's, it's a weird, there's a little, fun there's a little, game that, that, that knows no boundaries, at least for a teen rating. There's a little yeah, something for everybody. You better than the awesome cast, Daryl? Is that what's going on here? Daryl. Daryl, Daryl. Daryl whatever. <laughs> Who are you? It's an entirely different podcast than with Daryl on. <laughs> oh. Gerald, whatever. But he was on the way on AIM, so he did not get. <laughs> he wasn't awesome enough. <sighs> no one's awesome. He enough. hasn't played the game either. Well, oh, well, the hell with him, then. You're way cooler. There we go. So, like, yeah, I think so. that this game is out of print, like most Atlas games. Yeah, that's why like you tend to buy. You tend to buy an Atlas game just because you probably won't be you able probably, to later. <laughs> yeah, they just need to have a subscription system where they just send every game. <laughs> Yeah, yep. exactly. See, we would sign up for that. Like, the, like all five of us would just like do yeah. every Atlas game. Just send it to me. I'll figure out if I like it later. Yeah, you know, <laughs> not, I'll sell it for three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not you go put it on eBay. I did find about uh, months ago. I did find a copy on Half.com for a good price, but you'd have to search around. You'd have to keep your eye open. I think. Yeah, I, I'm glad I pre-ordered this and got the CD soundtrack and such. Yeah, yeah. at least all it's not little... a, a weird situation as when they released Digital Devil Saga. In the two-part game, where the by the time the second part came out, the first part was already out of print. 
Yeah, yeah, that is so insane. Yeah, I somehow ended up with both of them. But once again, you just buy the Atlas buy title. Kevin, you buy everything the moment it comes out. It's literally like you on the truck. Especially <laughs> on, well, especially with Atlas titles. Like we said, they vanish. You know, it's kind of weird, weird trivia. Index Holdings, the guy who owned Atlas, mm-hmm. they also owned that house. There's mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah. Well, they just recently acquired Atlas, didn't they? No, no, they've had it with Atlas for a while. They just recently, like, renamed and resuffled their stocks such that... Oh, yeah, okay, out. yeah. They had a story they about that. They owned Atlas Because I got an Atlas. I'm, like, got the Atlas newsletter, and they actually sent out a newsletter to, like, we're not disappearing, we're, di- we're fine. Some people on the internet are panicking, but we're cool. <laughs> it was weird. Uh... <laughs> But I think we've spent as much time as one can talk about this game. And it's wonderful. You should all buy it if you can find it. If you can find it, it would make a lovely Christmas present. Thanks for hopping on real quick, Gerald. Sure, no problem. I'm very sorry I got your name wrong like twice. That's okay. With Daryl and Gerald, when people yell after us in crowds, we can't tell who they're yelling for. And just for the record, it's two swaying hips of awesome. Two swaying hips of awesome? Yes. One fat ass of awesome. Hey, we're going to do a Thousand Arms podcast next. Maybe. Maybe. You guys just talked about it sucked. <laughs> I said the battle sucked. The I battle like the battle sucked. Actually. I thought the battle was so cool. Off with, I'll steal a joke from Eric. I'm going to give this awesome, this game three boobs, two in the front and one in the back for dancing. I, I think you what have to say three, three flotation devices. Oh, oh, you're right. Three flotation devices or possibly this bounceable boobage. Um, Siren of the Love Ambulance. Ambulance. What are you um, reading? Rest Extreme Princesses. Copy Kitty. Great Breast. Zipper. Princess Zipper Lips. Um, what? <laughs> David uh, Cabrera. Uh-huh. Uh, he does Astro Toy and he also writes for, I think, Comedy Drop. Uh-huh. Um, and some other things. He actually compiled a list of all the random things they actually said. Wow. Um, I'll leave that to the sh- in the show notes. Awesome. Yes, you should. That's just the only way to... Exp- but the only way to really experience it is to play the game. It's true. So, from us to you, Princess Family Size. And Thousand Arms is awesome. Have a wonderful holiday, good night, and we'll see you next year. With Thousand Arms. We'll see you. We'll see. Arms, Thousand And a breastful new year. Thousand Arms. We are out. <laughs> thanks again, Gerald. Yeah, thanks no a lot. I feel dirty after this podcast. I feel clean, clean. fuck day it is. Awesome time. Whatever the fuck time it is. Awesome topic. Your mom. No, wait. Something cooler than that. This is the awesome cast. <laughs> this is the awesome cast. Hi, folks. Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm your host, John Stewart. <laughs> Man, John Stewart's voice sure has changed, hasn't it, Kevin? That's right. Yeah. After it's, I exercise I am not Kevin. In me. I am Senior Middle East Correspondent, that Senior Middle East Correspondent guy. Who's also had the Jewish abolished from him. Oddly enough, he wasn't Jewish, but we got rid of it just for good measure. It made him Kevin? Wow. Yes. I killed fishes. Uh, Magic right. fishes. Well, that should, we tot- that should totally be our, our, our bonus thing. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? We're not really rolled with this, right? What are we doing? James, this? cut that on the uh, burp or something. <laughs> count that on 